Hello there, friend, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurial Expedition. In today's episode, I want to introduce you to a topic that is not new to anyone here, but maybe to talk about it in slightly more depth than you may have encountered before. And that topic is sustainability. And I want to bring up these conversations about sustainability more regularly here on the podcast, not only because it is one of my core values, both in business and in my life, but because I am learning that it is an incredibly complex topic and that there is so much to learn around this. And there are so many inspiring people doing amazing things out there that really can all show us ways that we can start to do things differently and be more sustainable. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Expedition, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs about courageously following your own path and creating your unique niche. I'm your host, Kat Eckelbaum-White, Most people know me as the photographer behind Wild Connections Photography, multi-award winning niche elopement photography business, working with couples who want to get married in the most incredible mountain locations across the Alps. I'm also a coach, mentor and advisor to amazing creative entrepreneurs. In a world where so many people follow the trends of their industry, I empower people to forge their own paths and step into their uniqueness. So let's talk about sustainability. The term sustainability seems to have become a little bit of a buzzword, not just within the wedding industry, but in general. But what does it actually mean to be running a sustainable business? When we talk about sustainability as photographers, especially within the wedding industry, we often focus around the topic of environmental sustainability. I'm probably going to trip over that word a few times. Um, As, yeah, many photographers these days, especially those who work in outdoor spaces, are a lot more aware of the term leave no trace, which comes originally from the USA. But That's just a focusing on how to be more responsible when recreating in the outdoors. And by recreating, I also mean for us as potentially photographers or just anyone who spends time in the outdoors, either for work or for pleasure, how to enjoy these natural spaces without having a negative impact on them. And I see people also here and there promoting some ideas of more sustainable options for their clients too, such as in the wedding industry, things like using seasonal flowers or switching to served food instead of a buffet to reduce waste. But sustainability is such a complex topic that it covers so many different areas. So In some ways, sustainability can be thought of a little bit like a game of Jenga, where you're trying to build this big, tall and stable tower without letting the whole thing fall down. And in this game of sustainability, all of these blocks represent 
different aspects of our world. And these are things such as the environment, the society we live in, different cultures, and the economy. And if we really want to play the sustainability game successfully, we need to make sure that we're not taking away too many blocks from one aspect or another, or our tower is going to fall down. Instead, we have to find a balance between all these different blocks of sustainability so that what we're building will stand tall and stable for a long time. So in other words, sustainability is about finding ways to live and ways to work and run a business that don't harm the environment, but that also don't harm society, other cultures, and that also support the economy. And they do this in a balanced and harmonious way. So sustainability is just as important for us as small business owners and individuals as it is for the wider world. It's really easy to say that big corporations and governments have the most responsibility here to make changes, but every single person can do something that matters if this is something that is important to them. By adopting sustainable practices, we as business owners can not only reduce our environmental impact, but it can also have the added benefit that it can improve our reputation, it can attract more aligned customers, and if you're doing things well, it can also increase your profits in the long term. So today in this kind of introduction to sustainability, I want to talk about the four pillars of sustainability. So this was something that I was introduced to while I was training as a hiking guide. And one of the days when we weren't out and exploring the outdoors and learning all of our guiding skills, we were actually spending time with someone from the local government from uh, an area where they focused on sustainability and especially sustainability within tourism. And we looked at how this related to us as people who worked in the outdoors. And so much of what I learned on that day, even though it was focused to us trading as outdoor guides, was so relevant to the world of entrepreneurs in general, and especially to elopement photographers or anyone thinking about working in the world of destination weddings and elopements. So in case you've not come across the four pillars of sustainability before, they can be split into four dimensions um, or four pillars. And these four pillars are environmental sustainability, which is the one that most people tend to think of. And this pillar focuses, as you can possibly guess, on our natural world, which can include things like air and water quality, land and biodiversity. It focuses around preserving natural resources, reducing waste and pollution, and also on promoting renewable energy sources. The next pillar that we have is economic sustainability. So within economic sustainability, as the name might suggest, we're focusing on issues that are related to business and industry and everything that links to the economy. It means that when creating a healthy economy, which provides jobs, 
supports innovation and promotes sustainable practices. We can do this in a way that benefits both our businesses, but that also does not harm the environment or the society in which it operates. The third pillar we have is social sustainability. So social sustainability pillar focuses on people and society and particularly issues such as social justice, equity and human rights. The social sustainability pillar means or ensuring that basic needs of all individuals in society are met, such as access to healthcare, education and housing. And also deeply linked within social sustainability is the promotion of inclusive and diverse communities and spaces. And the final pillar is cultural sustainability. Now, cultural sustainability pillar, this focuses on cultural diversity and heritage, um, including issues such as preserving cultural traditions, promoting cultural exchanges between cultures, and also valuing and respecting different cultures and making sure that nothing is lost or marginalized. So together, these four different pillars form a framework for sustainable growth and sustainable development. And what sustainable development really means is that we can seek the needs of the present, so our needs now, without compromising the ability of others, including future generations, to meet their needs. Right, okay, so now we've looked a little bit about what the different pillars of sustainability are. Let's talk a little bit about sustainability in practice because that's essentially what we need, right? We don't need to know only about the theory of it, but how we actually can put this into practice to start making a difference. Now, there are a number of different ways that you can incorporate these different pillars of sustainability into your business. And I wanted to start by sharing some of the ways that I uh, interpret and incorporate sustainability into my business, because I strongly believe that you should lead by doing and leading by example. So these are just some of the things that I'm doing in my business to improve sustainability. Now, probably the biggest one is the fact that I stopped shooting destination weddings. So I stopped flying for work and I narrowed down the area where I take bookings now to within a three hour drive from my home. And while I understand that for a lot of people, cutting out travel is not something that they want to do completely, there are ways that you can make it more sustainable, which I'll come on to later. Another change that I decided to make was around the gifts I sent my clients. So I used to send my clients a welcome gift when they first booked me, which was a really nice thing to do. Um, But actually, the number of times these things get got lost in the post, especially when I was sending them halfway around the world, um, I started to reconsider my other options. And I started to take these along on the wedding day instead because often I would meet my clients at their accommodation or we'd end the day at their accommodation. So instead of posting my client gifts 
halfway around the world now when they're booking, even though it is a nice touch, I actually take them along when I meet them in person and give them to them in person. And the gifts that I give them are all packaged with eco-friendly biodegradable natural materials and everything that's in that package is from local sources or it's reusable and sustainable items that they can use over and over again. Another big thing that I'm doing is trying to promote slow travel and more sustainable options to my couples. Now, of course, promoting slow travel, multi-day bookings does have a benefit to my business. It can mean that I receive bookings of a higher value because the clients stay for longer. But the main thing is that I'm promoting them to stay longer in these locations, whether they have me there for longer or not. And just promoting that idea of slow travel of staying longer, of making that conscious choice to stop and slow down and actually just really enjoy the places that they are visiting to get to know these local areas, to meet local people, to really just learn more about the places that they're going to, that can actually make a huge difference. So I outsource quite a few areas of my business And I do try to make sure that when I do outsource that I am working with a diverse group of people. So yeah, the the people that I outsource to, my uh, tax advisor slash accountant, my social media manager, my editing team, they are all from very diverse backgrounds. So starting from last year, was it the beginning of this year? I don't know. I'm not very good with dates. Um, I decided to become a member of 1% for the planet. And that means pledging to donate 1% of my earned income. So not my profits, but my income to environmental nonprofit organizations that support the environment. And that's something I was really, really proud to be able to do. And alongside that, I do support other local charities that are things that are close to to my heart around the environment um, and also around things like animal rights. I try to practice Leave No Trace as best as I can, and sometimes I do make mistakes. Um, But I also try to educate my clients on this and other just aspects of how to be more sustainable in their choices. And I just try to, again, lead with example and try to do the best that I can, but also accepting that sometimes I make mistakes, but knowing that there is a difference between intentionally doing something and accidentally doing something and realizing later. Um, So I think leave no trace it's one of those subjects that it is super important but that I also see a lot of almost aggression out there towards people who do sometimes make mistakes but it is something that I do try to practice and I do try to talk about regularly and to encourage others to think about too but finally 
or I say finally, there's so many things that I I could do and I'm always trying to explore how I can improve in sustainability. And actually one of those things is recently I have started researching um, more education and courses where I can learn more about how to be more sustainable as a business owner, as a coach supporting other business owners, if sustainability is something that they want to improve in their business. And just because I believe that this is a super complex topic, but because it is something that I care so strongly about, I want to make sure that I do keep learning and that I do keep reviewing what I'm doing and seeing where I can make more improvements. Because for me personally, I do want to make sure that I do keep learning and I do keep improving. So that's enough about me. What about you? If sustainability is something that you say is important to you, what are some of the steps that you can do to make your business more sustainable? Well, yeah, a basic step is just to learn about Leave No Trace, to start practicing it, and to start telling others about it. And I think it's really important Just again, to say that when you're learning about Leave No Trace, that can mean different things in different areas, that it is a set of guidelines that are there to be interpreted, but it's about having an awareness and it's about having the right intentions. So making sure whenever you are going out in nature or even anywhere, that your intentions are to not harm the places that you visit, to not exploit areas, even to exploit local communities for your own personal gain. So the next step could be reducing the travel that you do, either personally or for work. And it might be that you don't want to take such extreme measures as I have to say that you won't shoot destinations anymore and that you will no longer accept anything that involves travel more than three hours from your home. But there are still changes and choices that you have there. So you could reduce the travel that you do, or you could choose to look at more sustainable ways to travel. If you do still want to travel, you could look at traveling in a way that is more sustainable, such as spending longer in a certain amount of, that makes no sense, (laughs) spending longer in a certain place and staying there for, say, up to a month so that you can have multiple opportunities to work and travel while you are there rather than flying from one destination to the next every other week. So you can still be able to travel, but reduce the amount that you are traveling. Another really simple change that you can make is to look at your energy usage and how energy efficient the equipment is that you use. So anything you use that takes batteries, can it switch to rechargeable batteries? It's a super easy change, and it's one that is just better for the environment. 
it's turning down the brightness of your screens. And I understand for us photographers, sometimes when we're editing, we have to have our screens at a certain brightness. But are there other times when you can turn down the brightness of the screen to reduce the energy usage of the device that you're using? You could also switch more of the apps that you use into dark mode, because I don't know if you already knew it, but dark mode can reduce the energy usage on a number of types of screens. You can reduce your energy usage just simply by switching off at the end of the day. Now I asked on my Instagram stories, I think around a week or so, how many people actually switched their computer and their screen off at the end of the working day. And there were a lot of people that said most of the time or no. Um, so even just making sure that you switch off, switch off anything you're not using and unplug any chargers, anything that has an electrical converter in it when it's not being used that will all reduce your electricity usage, which also saves you money. So it's a win-win. And then when it comes to equipment, especially as photographers, we're always sold that we need this lens or this new camera body or whatever it might be that's the newest piece of technology out there. And just questioning, resisting, always upgrading to the newest equipment. Do you need the newest camera body? Do you need that new lens? And I know sometimes there is times when things break or they just become so old that they're not worth having anymore or they are so old that they are not energy efficient that when you do look to replace things, things that you do really need to change, can you buy it used? Can you buy it refurbished? Because that's also making a huge difference because electrical waste is a big, big problem. So another thing that you could consider is removing physical products from any packages that you offer. And if you do still want to offer physical products, consider these as an additional upsell instead of something that's included. Because while these things can be nice to have, not all clients necessarily want them. And any physical products they do have an impact on the environment. They require production. They require shipping. So consider switching to digital-only packages and then offering couples or offering your clients, because I know there's people here who don't only shoot weddings, um, offering them the option to purchase physical products like prints, like albums. But if they don't want them, then that's also okay. And then when it comes to where you get your products from, looking at having suppliers that are in the same countries or in the same areas as your clients and suppliers who are using sustainable production methods and also shipping. So do they use eco-friendly production methods um, do they use recycled products? Do they use recycled products in their, um, in their papers or even just in the way that they package and ship things out? And then when it comes to shipping as well, like 
I remember I used to have prints and albums shipped to me first so that I could inspect them and so that I could package them up nicely, beautifully, and then send them on to my clients. And while this was a lovely thing to do, not only did it cost me more money, but there's also the extra environmental impact of that too. Having things shipped shipped twice, unpackaging them, repackaging them, it's all an unnecessary extra step when you could look for a supplier who you know ships things out beautifully, who you know has great quality control, where you can trust that they will ship directly to the client and it will not impede the client's experience at all. Another really, really easy step is just to switch from digital, uh, sorry, from paper to digital workflows. And sometimes I'm quite surprised at the number of people who still want me to print and sign a contract or will send an invoice in the post. Um, So just looking at how you can switch all of your workflows to digital, delivering contracts, delivering um, invoices through digital services, because not only does that save all the unnecessary paperwork and printing, but it can also really streamline and speed up your workflows which has benefits of giving you more time. And when you're spending less time on your computer, it's saving energy too. So another thing that is actually supportive of sustainability is having multiple income streams. So this could be in whatever way you want it to be, whether that's through different um, income streams within photography or different businesses altogether. Creating multiple income streams supports financial stability, which helps support that economic pillar of sustainability. And you can outsource. Outsourcing is another great way of supporting sustainability. So sustainability isn't always just the environment. Outsourcing is a way that not only frees up your time to focus on the work that you do that is your zone of genius, the work that you can do that earns you more money, you can pass on those tasks that aren't your ninja skills, that you're not great at, that you don't love. You can outsource those to other people and give other people the opportunity to also earn a living, to support themselves, to support their families, to support their economies, wherever they might be in the world, whether they're local to you or they are in other areas, because we do live in an international digital world these days. But outsourcing is a great way to support sustainability within your business, but also within the broader realm of economic sustainability. Also linked with economic sustainability is the idea of pricing for profit. If you want to run a sustainable business that can support you, that can support these sustainable practices, you need to price for profit. Your business needs to be profitable. That means not undercutting the market so that you're the cheapest. And it means not offering discounts or giveaways And by that, I don't mean 
um, anything that's, say, a pro bono or a subsidized offer to maybe someone that couldn't otherwise afford it, but just offering discounts or giveaways for the sake of your own personal gain. So pricing for profit enables you to earn a good living in your business and then be able to pay that forward by outsourcing, by paying other people, by paying your taxes and investing in your local economy and supporting your local economy. Because your local economy, your taxes that you pay are vital to support education, to support healthcare, to support social projects, to support housing. Everything is linked. Another way to support others is supporting other local businesses and also maybe businesses on a more national or international scale who are really promoting sustainability. You can also build a local community of vendors within the industry that you work in so that you can support each other, so that you can refer work to each other. And that just helps support other people's individual businesses. It helps support the local economy and it just helps to promote everybody within an area. So if we move on a little bit more to um, the cultural and social sustainability, although supporting local communities also comes into that, we also have the areas of diversity and inclusion. Now, these are areas that so many people do talk about a lot, but I think a lot of people maybe don't realize how linked these are with sustainability. And diversity, inclusion, equity, these are so closely intertwined with sustainability. Um, and what does this mean for you? Well, if you're a photographer, for example, or I think any kind of wedding business, is having a portfolio that shows diversity and celebrates it. That's diversity of age, of gender, of ethnicity, of body type, of ability, of religion, all forms of diversity. And when you don't have the clients that necessarily fit with that diversity and you're looking at creating style shoots, portfolio projects to create that diversity, making sure that you aren't tokenizing, that you are paying these other people, these models maybe that you're using for their time and that you are picking people with integrity. Linked with that is also using inclusive language across your platforms. So that's in your contact forms and the way you speak. So moving away from heteronormative terms and really trying to embrace everybody so that everybody feels welcome in your business. And that's not just clients, but also potentially people who you work with, who you might, freelancers you might work with or other vendors as well. And another thing that also links to that, I think, is also the respect and celebrating of different cultural differences, um, making sure that we're not tokenizing um, and learning and respecting these other cultures that we are probably likely to come across as we run our businesses. 
and knowing when to show these aspects of these different cultures, but also understanding cultural sensitivity and also what things not to share. Then as we've priced for profit, as our business is doing well, something that you can always look to do is to donate some money or if that's not an option for you is donating your time so paying back to local communities to environmental causes whether that is through a financial donation or through volunteering either your time or your knowledge to a local charity i know people who have given or gifted wedding photography services to um, to charities for things like uh, babies, uh, stillborn babies, or for couples uh, who are facing, oh, the words aren't coming to me now, um, who are dealing with terminal illness before their marriage. So there's all sorts of ways that you can give back. And if it can't be financial, how could you give your time, even if it's just teaching a class in the local community? And the final one, a way that you can support uh, sustainability, which is a big one I feel that I need to talk about, and that is working legally. I feel like I shouldn't have to talk about this, and yet I do. And by working legally, I mean whether you're working at home and I'm thinking, for example, especially in places like the US, where you have national parks that require permits, or if that's working overseas, then it's taking the time to understand what are the requirements for you to be legally working there and making sure that you do everything that you need to do to be a legal and responsible business owner in these spaces. So if you need to get permits, then get permits, pay for permits. If you have to get a work visa, apply for a work visa. Sometimes you might need to pay local taxes for the work that you've done in a certain country. Sometimes you might not have to pay anything, but you might just have to register with the local authorities that you are there and working. But I feel like I can't stress this enough. If you are working anywhere, you need to make sure that you are doing it legally. Because when you're not following all of these procedures, getting the permits, getting the permissions that you need, getting any visas, any paperwork, then you're not working sustainably. And that has repercussions, if not for you, although sometimes they may catch up with you, it has effects on the whole community around it. And this is just my opinion, but I believe that working in such a way is not ethical and it's not okay. And I know that you all listening here, you are business owners that want to create a business and do good in the world. So I know that this is something that you care about too. So whew, that was just hopefully 
a lot of food for thought on different ways that you can incorporate being more sustainable into your business. And there's certainly more, many more options out there for you. Some are really small and simple changes. Some are pretty big ones. But there are these options, these possibilities out there to run a profitable business and to also be doing good in the world. So that's all from me today. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.